talk a lot of NBA Finals, Game 4, Celtics, Warriors, um, got the outcome, the Warriors end up pulling it off 107-97, um, get to some stats and then talk a little bit about what I think a little bit later on in the show, I'm going to have Coach DJ come on, talk a little bit, pick his mind on what his thoughts are. But for the game, team stats, we're going to kick it off with the Warriors, who went 40 and 91 field goal percentage, shooting a grand total of 44%. The Warriors also made 15 of 43 three pointers for 35%, pretty much with 34.9. But free throws, they shot 15, making 12 for 80%. They out rebounded the Warriors 55 to 42. They had 16 offensive rebounds, 20 assists, 5 blocks, 10 steals. They turned the ball over 16 times, but they managed to score 38 points in the paint and had a grand total of 21 fouls. Let's take a look at the Celtics team stats. They shot 85 shots, making 34 for 40%. They also made 15 threes out of 38, so they actually shot a better three-point percentage basically shooting 40% from three. Um, actually got more calls uh, than the Warriors to get to the free throw lines. They, they shot 19, only made 14 of them for 73.7%. Uh, rebounding, they got all rebounded. You know what I'm saying? 42 to 55. Only had 11 offensive rebounds. They out-assisted the Warriors some type of way. Um, they had six blocks, eight steals, and they turned the ball over 15 times. And they lost the battle in the paint, 32 to 38. Uh, and they had a grand total of 17 fouls. Now, now, what are my thoughts on this? For, for one, at first glance, I was talking to a few of my friends, you know, off mic or whatever. Um, I still believe the Warriors are going to win. That's who I picked. Things are playing out pretty much how I thought it would. Uh, But for some odd reason, I just feel like after watching the games, you know, watching these games, how they unfolded, for some reason, I just feel like, I just feel like the Celtics actually have the advantage in this series some type of way. Um, I just feel like for whatever reason, they just went away. I stopped going to what's working for them. Um, I just feel like the Celtics just bigger and more athletic than the, the Warriors. But some type of way, some type of way, they getting out rebounded and they getting beat up in the paint. Um, when they, I mean, not to say that they got Shaq and none of them boys down there, but at the same time, I mean. Draymond them and all that shouldn't be. I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't understand how they how they losing points in the paint. Well, I do understand. I do understand. The Celtics jacking up, even though they falling. I think they they falling in love too much with the difficult shots the Celtics are. 
I mean, from judging it, I mean, he shot 40% from the floor, basically shot 40% from three. I can almost bet you they're not going to do that in game five. I'm willing to bet almost anything, you know what I'm saying, that the Celtics would not shoot shoot 85 shots and, 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 and shoot 40%, a grand total of 40%, and shoot 40% on, on 38 shots. That ain't going to happen. Uh, I just feel like they... They game, they game plan against the Warriors should have been what they was doing against the Brooklyn. Even though I'm not saying that uh, Brooklyn has as many snipers, but hell, you get to looking at KD and Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? Even though, even though they got what they got, but I mean, this is a good argument. Like, think about it. KD, you know what I'm saying? I take KD basically over. Um, you know what I'm saying? Over anybody on the Warriors team. Let's be real about that. After, I mean, and I, and I, uh, I'm a Steph Curry fan and all of that, but I'm still taking KD. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking KD. I just am. Um, after that, you know what I'm saying? I will say that Kyrie is comparable to at least Clay or Jordan Poole. He, I know, matter of fact, my bad, my bad, Kyrie. My bad, Kyrie. He's better than Jordan Poole, and he's at least comparable to to Clay. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, other than that, what they got? Dray, I mean, Draymond not to the to, to try to play on what Draymond does, but I mean, they got basically. Let's take a look at this. So, you guys, I mean, it just sound bad coming all out. So, shout out to Steph. Steph went nuts. Forty three points, four assists. 10 rebounds. I like, see, and that's what I'm talking about as far as with the, the Celtics. How the hell y'all let Steph get 10 rebounds? He just wanted it more than them. them. And and he went out there supposedly bad foot and all and did his thing on them boys. Um, but Steph had 43, 10 and 4. The next highest scorer is Clay Thompson with 18, 2 and 1. The next highest scorer was Andrew Wiggins with 17 points, a big 16 rebounds. Because at least two of them rebounds were offensive rebounds, and they led, and and this was late in the game, I feel like that was staple moments in the series. Um, Them offensive rebounds right there. Um, But other than that, you got Jordan Poole, you know what I'm saying, with 14 off the bench. But, I mean, looking at it, Steph had to... Steph had to, he had to do that. Um, now looking at the at the Celtic side, um, I just feel like, I just feel like, I mean, Al Horford, I don't know what's going on with Al Horford. He did have the big three, you feel me? But eight points, six rebounds, and four assists. Uh, I just feel like he has to do a little bit more than what he's doing. I know. I know he's aging and all and all of that, but I feel like he, with the advantage and stuff that them guys have, that he and and Robert Williams and Tatum them and all of that, I feel like they should really press that paint. They shouldn't be getting beat like that in, in the paint versus, you know, uh, Wiggins and 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 Draymond Green them and all that. But they making boy that boy. That boy uh, Looney then got 11 rebounds off the bench in 20 in 28 minutes. 
In 28 minutes, basically, check this out. In 28 minutes, Looney then got then tied the Celtics' highest rebounder uh, in Jason Tatum with 11, and he played 43 minutes of the game. That man, that can't happen right there. But on the flip side, on the flip side of that, um, the reason I said that it feels like the Warriors, I mean the Celtics just have the advantage in this series because even with all of that being said you look over that at what the Warriors just did and I just told y'all why I didn't I'm sorry so Wiggins had 17-16 17.16 rebounds 2 assists Otto Porter Jr. had 2 points 1 assist 1 rebound Draymond had 2 points 8 assists 9 rebounds yeah I told y'all what Steph had he had the, the monster 43 and 10 Clay had 18, 2, and 1. Looney had 6, 2, and 11. Jordan Poole had 14, 1, and 1. And Gary Payton had 5, 1, and 4. I mean, that's really top heavy. You know who the score, who the scoring, that's what's confusing me about what the Celtics are doing. That's why I say, I guess, me just being the athlete that I am, the competitor that I am. Uh, I'm wondering why they not like I said I talked to I talked to a few guys off mic off air if you will uh, about it and I think a few weeks ago um, people was talking about how coach Tyrone Lou said that they blitzed Steph Curry in the finals you know what I'm saying they I think that was with uh, Kevin Durant and everything on the court. They blitzed him. All right. Um, if I was the Celtics, I'm taking a page out of that. Because you can't tell me, you can't tell me that Klay Thompson, Looney, Jordan Poole, Gary Payton, Draymond Green, Otto Porter, and Andrew Wiggins are going to beat you. You just can't, you can't tell me that. You can't tell me. Now, Steph Curry is still going to be Steph Curry, but... If you can mitigate that to a certain extent, make him work hard like they was making Kevin Durant and, and, and Kyrie them work, you know what I'm saying? I think they got to employ some type. Now, I know they got snipers over there, but you got to pick your poison. I mean, if, if they keep letting Steph do Steph, you know what I'm saying, do his thing like that, and the series is over, you feel me? Now, people talking about, you know what I'm saying, game six clay. Man, look, they better hope. I got, I got the the Warriors winning this next game. You feel me? Now, the Celtics can play around if they want to, and this will be over in six. But I said that I felt like it was gonna go seven. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'll stick back. I'll stick by that. But at the same time, if the Celtics play around with this. And, and they, they fool around and they do get a game six for you. It's over with. It's over with. Um, but I think I think the Celtics could get right back in this thing. I think they just got to play to their strengths and, and not play right into the Warriors' hand. Even though they did shoot 40% from three. They did shoot 40% overall. Um... I think the way that you're going to beat this Warrior team is basically like taking a page 
out of what they did earlier to the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, KD and Kyrie, and what Tyrone Lue did against uh, Steph Curry um, in the finals versus the Cavaliers. I think that's the way that you stop down. You stop Curry. Now, do you got to worry about the rest of the team going off? Yes. You know what I'm saying? This is chess. This ain't checkers. You got to adjust. But I think the next next adjustment for Ime Udoka should be, you know what I'm saying, and, and Tyrone Matthews, I mean, I'm about to say Tyrone Matthews. Saints fans, you already, you know, it's getting to, it's getting close to that time. But in the words of Tyrone Lou, you got to blitz. You got to blitz Steph Curry. Don't let him, don't let him, from the time he step on the court, don't let him get comfortable. You run him, you don't let, as soon as he touch the ball, he giving it right back up and don't let him get it back. You feel me? The whole game. He working, he working extra hard for everything. You know what I'm saying? You, you, hey, look, we gonna make other people make open shots. You know? Now, they get Clay and Jordan Poole and them and all of that. You see Draymond start to come alive. And I think that's the thing for, with the Celtics. That's now, that's the advantage that the Warriors have is, I don't think the Warriors have played their best game yet. You feel me? I don't think the Warriors have played their best game yet. And that can be the scary thing for the Celtics. But like I said, up to this point, um, the Celtics gotta, gotta, I mean, if something's working, a wise man told me, if something's working, why stop it? Keep doing, keep doing it until they figure out a way to stop you. If they don't never figure out a way to stop you for the whole game, guess what? We run the same play. Man, you better ask. I am. And Madden, I run like two or three plays. And that's been that's been that way for years. You feel me? That's been that way for years. You got I might change certain variations of it. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, it's gonna be the same play. You feel me? You gotta show me you can stop that. Then if you do stop it, I gotta see that you can consistently stop it before I say, well, all right, yeah. You feel me? And I feel like that's what the Celtics got to do. You got to stop outsmarting yourself. Now, with that being said, I think Steph Curry is on a mission. He's been on a mission this whole entire time. Um, and I think, I think, man, that man coming to get his, get his finals MVP, coming to get his fourth ring without KD. Uh, now the thing would be, and I always say, I, I guess, you know what I'm saying, people always say KD and Steph needed each other, but the thing about it is, because Steph is again, and if Steph defeat the same team that, that basically beat him in four games uh, early on in the first round, and Steph is in the finals, minus KD, and ends up beating the same team that swept him, man, that, that's not a good look. That's not a good look. But man, y'all, we're gonna take a little quick break, man. I believe we're gonna have Coach DJ coming on next, and we're gonna talk a little basketball with you. We're gonna continue to talk a little basketball, some NBA finals, pick his brain a little bit, see what he got going on. Don't go nowhere. Stay tuned.
Yo, what's up? Welcome back. I'm joined with Coach. Uh, Coach, how you doing? What's good with it, man? You know that's another day at it. That's it. Already, already, already. Man, so what you been having up? I know you were just telling me about training camp. Yeah, that's much. That's much around this time. It's kind of like more of your uh, your game and development time frame. So you always got to make sure you kind of preparing enough, you know. But at the same time, you really depending on your program, you don't get a lot of practice in as well. So you kind of just let them learn the fly, which is a good way to learn. All right, all right. So they playing. They playing actually like spring games or something right now. Yeah, yeah, some of the leagues. All right, all right. Uh, Coach, I want to talk to you about the NBA Finals. First of all, who you had winning? Oh, the Warriors going to win. That's, that's not even a, a hesitation. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you was going to say the Celtics. Nah. Uh, I I thought I thought the Warriors was going to win it. I did believe that the Celtics had some things they could possibly take advantage of. Uh, what you think the Celtics got to do to give yourself a shot to win this thing, man? Uh, from their end, <laughs> just like how they won the first game and everything, they got to make shots. That's what it really comes down to. And they got to hit them to more, more ground and pound, in my opinion, versus trying to play for the perimeter. Just because they're they're a more physical team. So, outside of Draymond Green, but they got to do more physicality things to kind of, you know, wear out the, the Warriors to win the game. Coach, I'm about to tell you something that's, that's probably crazy. The Warriors are actually out-rebounding the Celtics. Oh, they I believe out-rebounded them 55 to 42 and had 16 offensive rebounds. How is that possible? Like, how they, how they doing this? Easy when you shoot long threes, you get long rebounds. So the traditional rebounds is not landing right there around the paint. That's how that goes. But it helps you out an offensive rebound for a fact, just to be in uh, a less physical team. Man, it's like putting a putting a, uh, a quarterback as a DB. It won't be the same. Man, I think what what that was game five, game four. With game four ball down to coach Steph Curry basically put up what uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum had 23. Jalen Brown had 21. Steph had 43. Uh, I think when it when it boiled down, because the Celtics actually outshot them from three. Um, when it boils down, so I think. <laughs> Steph just cooked them, man. How you stop that, man? What would you do if you was coaching this series well, I mean, from the selfish standpoint? As any coach, you got to decide how you want to lose the game and what you're willing to give up. You can't stop everything. Like, that's that's a fact. You can't stop everything. So, you know, do you let Curry kind of go off or do you worry more about Clay Thompson doing a pool you know, Draymond, Looney, and all those guys. And Andrew Wiggins, like, do you try to focus on containing them? Like, you gotta decide. And that's kind of where, you know, coaching comes in. You know, it's really no specific answer. It's a, a preference based off of a coach, because if you, again, if you feel like you can contain the rest of them, then you let the best player go off and kind of look for the results. 
or you try to take the best play out of the game, but then the rest of them, you know, go off. Again, you got to live with the results. So from a coach standpoint, you got to really decide. And I think the Warriors, I mean, I think the Celtics kind of decided to limit the other guys more so than Curry. To figure mm-hmm. at some point he might start missing some shots with fatigue. That's a long series. Um, you said you said Draymond. You said you look at Draymond as a scoring threat. I'm not gonna say a scoring threat, but you he's the playmaker for him. So he's so, one of those. He's always if you notice he's always popping out and everything else, getting ready to go dribble hand on action, all of the he doing all the dirty work for him. Mm-hmm. So how do you limit him? You gotta try to force him to cause, you know, get turnovers. As he's continue to try to get everybody else's head, you gotta try to get in his head at the same time. So little things like that. I'm gonna say I thought I said coming into this, um, Jason Tatum had to be, in my opinion, probably the best player in four in, in, in four consecutive games, or not not consecutive. He had to be the best player for four games for the Celtics to win this series. Uh, what, like, I guess from that standpoint, and really. Now that I'm looking at it, Jalen Brown really been the one that's been carrying them, even back to the conference championship um, series. Uh, what what this man need to do? I see, I see he playing 43 minutes. It just look like his shots just not falling. Do he? What what would you tell him as a coach? It's <laughs> the same thing I tell my players: keep shooting. I mean, I'm gonna tell you something, coach. I seen something the Celtics was doing. I don't know why they went away from this. For what they were switching, getting a lot of switches and getting stuff on on Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum was, you know, getting to the rack a lot. I don't know why they went away from that. Uh, they might have wanted to to try to tweak something else at the time because at the end of the day, the game comes down to adjustments. So. Even when that all transpired, but, they probably wanted to make another but from there. As a coach, don't you don't you continue to do the same thing into the other side and show they can stop that? You should, but you'll be surprised how many does not. Because they assume the other team is already making their adjustment now, so you try to be one mm. step ahead. And I guess this is a good time to point out, you know, and I like to me at one, I think going to be a great one of the great future coaches of this league and all of that I think just at this time to point out that <laughs> uh, I don't know how you feel about Steve Kerr um, I don't know how you feel it, well <laughs> I was about to say I don't know how you feel about coaching how you what you think uh, coaching impact is on on the game but I'm <laughs> talking to you of course you should probably feel coaching has a lot to do with it um who you feel have the edge in this series as far as coaching between Kerr and Yudoku? Uh, from this standpoint, probably more Yudoku. He's been making more uh, more adjustments, but at the same time, Kerr has been here before, so Yudoku's going to have his uh, signs of young coaching, for better words. Growing pains. Correct. So, and when things start turning south, he has got to figure out how to bring everything back together. That's going to be his biggest challenge moving forward. Because nothing is never going to be perfect, ever. Man, Coach, I'm, I'm about to tell you some numbers here. And even though 
I had the Warriors winning this. Um, I didn't quite see it like maybe like the Warriors losing the first game, but I knew that, I knew they was gonna split one of these games, these two games in Boston. Uh, now I got them going back to Golden State and winning Game Five. Uh, I thought maybe they would probably finish them off back in Golden State, but I mean, where you think where you think this thing ends? How, how you think this thing gonna play out? Still Warriors in six. Been oh, you see, they they finish them off in Boston. Yeah, they've been there before. I said, I said, I said possibly. <laughs> I said possibly after Game Four that maybe the Boston Celtics wouldn't win another game. But um, I'm gonna tell you the truth, Coach. And watching that game, I mean, a lot of something that's probably not gonna get pointed out. Man, Andrew Wiggins had 17 points and 16 rebounds. Man, hey, and. He had two crucial rebounds at the end of the game. I feel like that was, I'm not going to say a turning point, but you can look back at that moment. I think they was trailing. And one of them, when he got an offensive rebound and put it back in. Um, But other than that, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm looking at the Warriors, man. Um, Clay, Clay just don't look like Clay right now. I know he's coming off the injuries and all of that trying to get, but he just don't look like Clay right now. so I'm looking at the Warriors, and I really, I really, I still think they're gonna win it. But just looking at what Steph been having to do now, I knew for a fact, I knew for a fact that Steph's gonna win the MVP, uh, Finals MVP now. But just looking at what Steph having to do um, to win these games and stuff is kind of got me wondering uh, if maybe we should be looking at the Celtics as. They might win the, the final two get uh, the next two games. I mean, you look at the score. If you look at the scoring distribution from the team, you got Steph with forty three, Wiggins with seventeen, Thompson with eighteen, and Poole with fourteen. Other than that, that's all you got. You got Porter with two, Green with two, Looney with six, Peyton with five. So if if Steph does, I mean, that's what Steph supposed to be. Steph. You know what I'm saying? But can we expect another 43 points from Steph? Is what I'm asking. I mean, I wouldn't technically say 43, but he, he's going to do what's needed. So, so you see him continue, continuing, on, continuing on at this pace? I think he's averaging something like 34 points a game. Yeah, he, he's going to do what's needed. So, I mean, he, he'll be fine and, in hindsight because this is kind of what you, what you work with. Indeed. One more question, Coach. One more question for you before I let you get out of here. I know you got a lot of stuff on your plate. Um, so what does the, what if Steph does pull this off, what does this put Steph in your mind as far as uh, the pantheon of grace? What, what, what will you rank him in your list, in your mind? Um, that's, that's a tough one on that one because uh, for me, you got to remember, I'm always Westbrook to a T. Oh, it is me. You know that for a fact. So Westbrook is always number one. And then to me, you got to go Steve Nash for sure. And then you got Chris Paul and, you know, John Stockton of the world. So you could probably, you could probably put him, as far as like as today, he's definitely top three as far as, you know, uh, 
school with all the history of all the greats with Oscar Robertson, Magic Johnson, and all of them, I think you couldn't make an argument with him being top 10. I think you can make an argument. Mm. Uh, it just comes down to, you know, what a person really wants. So you consider you can you consider Steph a point guard, right? Yes. Um, so who's the number one point guard in the league today in your opinion? Oh, you just said Westbrook. You serious as hell, too. Yeah, <laughs> I like Westbrook. Definitely. I like Westbrook, but I ain't taking them over uh, Steph. No, definitely Westbrook. He's just in the wrong team right now. Think about everything he's done in the past. I'm telling you, I, like, I, I always like Westbrook mentality. That's one thing. And you know, I, I, I follow the Lakers and everything. That's one thing I can always say about Westbrook that you can't say about a lot of players. Westbrook gonna always go out there and give it everything he got. So you ain't got to worry about if he was cheating or he was half doing it. I always liked that about Westbrook. Um, yep, yep. That, that's definitely uh, him. He's not like many of the, the others. But still in all, right now, if you put Westbrook on, on the Warriors, the Warriors about to get spanked by the Celtics. Do you agree? No. You don't agree? Oh, I guess we'll never know, though. Um, but yeah, Coach, know you got a lot of stuff to do. Um, also, for you guys that didn't know, Coach DJ also uh, was part of coaching, you know, number 32. My daughter did a, a, a tremendous job with a, uh, him along with Coach Kenny and Alicia. I, I want to say I really do appreciate you guys and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Y'all doing it. some good work. You got it. It's learning curve for all. Like that's, that's really what it all comes down to. If they want to learn, of course, you, you come to learn. You know, but you never want to force it upon them. Indeed. Indeed. Well, Coach, that's all I got for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, at some point, hopefully, I can get you and D back on this thing. You feel me? And we can do a good thing so I can debate y'all boys. I really want to debate you about that Stephen West Westbrook um, thing. But that's what another thing. You'll understand. You'll, you'll understand one day. Just, just remember what I said it first. <laughs> all right, dude. Nah, you got it. You got it. Appreciate me having me back. Yes, sir. All right.